and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of Armstead and Royal and Son Alliance Insurance Company Limited. The citation for this case is 2024 UKSC 6. And this week we are looking at an unusual case in the sense that it is not the sort of proceedings that would normally make their way all the way up to the Supreme Court. At the heart of things, this is about damage to a car where the total loss is estimated at around only £1,500. This is the sort of case that would normally be sorted out by insurers, or at most would perhaps make it to a county court. However, the legal question at the heart of these proceedings is an important one and could affect a great number of cases moving forward. The appellant in this case, Lorna Armstead, was involved in a car accident that was not her fault. Whilst her car was being repaired, she hired another car from a company called Help Hire on credit hire terms. The idea here is that a car is rented out to the victim after an accident, and Help Hire then seek to recover the cost from the insurers of the other driver. It is only if the claim fails that the victim will be asked to foot the bill. Part of the agreement between Armstead and Help Hire included an obligation to return the car in the same condition as it was in when it was hired, and failing that to pay for any damage. In particular, Clause 16 of the agreement makes it clear that if the hire car is damaged, then the hirer has to pay a daily hire rate for up to 30 days to cover Help Hire's loss of use while the car is out of commission. This is relevant because while Armstead was driving the hire car, she was involved in another motor accident that again was not her fault. She brought a claim against the insurers of the other car, Royal and Son Alliance, who are the respondents in this case, for not only the damages but also for the amount that she would have to pay under Clause 16 of the agreement that we just mentioned. The question for the court was whether the Clause 16 sum was recoverable. Armstead's claim was rejected by the lower courts, and so now she appeals to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The starting point for the justices is that when it comes to tort law, each person, whether that's you or me, has a duty of care not to cause physical damage to another person's property. If that duty is breached, then the victim is entitled to compensation for the loss suffered. This is in contrast to pure economic loss, where damage is purely financial rather than being physical harm or damage to property, and so is much more difficult to recover from a tort visa. The question for the Supreme Court was whether the Clause 16 claim comprises pure economic loss. They decided that this was not pure economic loss because it arose from damage to property that was in Armstead's possession. This is supported by previous case law that established that a contractual liability owed to a third party is recoverable so long as it derived from physical damage to the claimant's property. The Court of Appeal had attempted to distinguish that case law in the current proceedings, but the justices of the Supreme Court disagreed with that approach. Now, another question that arose is whether the Clause 16 amount was too remote to be recovered from Royal and Sun Alliance because it did not reasonably estimate the loss of use experienced by Hellpire. 
it was certainly conceded by both sides that, in order to be recoverable, the pre-estimate had to be genuine and reasonable. But to establish this point, the burden of proof is on the defendant to show that the loss is too remote, rather than the claimant having to overturn a presumption in that regard. The problem is that in this case, Royal and Sun Alliance pleaded no case and did not put forward any evidence that the Clause 16 sum was either too remote or unreasonable. Thus, the Court of Appeal's factual assumption that the sum was too remote was wrong as it was not supported by any evidence. In fact, the Supreme Court held that the sum was probably a reasonable estimate given the estimated loss of use. Either way, Royal and Sun Alliance had not discharged their burden, and so Armstead was able to recover the Clause 16 sum. In reality, this decision probably does not change much on the ground. Even before this case, higher companies would be able to claim for the damage to their property from the other insurance company. Furthermore, it reinforces the idea that higher companies cannot make excessive or unreasonable claims for the loss of use, because that is something that can be exposed by the other side, even if Royal and Sun Alliance did not pursue that in these proceedings. The only concern is that this might be a difficult burden for the other side to overturn, especially in borderline cases, and where it is hard to determine the true impact of loss of use. However, perhaps the main benefit of this decision is that it gives reassurance to individual drivers that they will not be left out of pocket if they suffer another accident that is not their fault while driving a hire car. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. This week in the newsletter, I discussed a potentially important case from the High Court in Northern Ireland relating to the Troubles Legacy Act that might have a far-reaching impact. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then do check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!